We love spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we're live. We love spoons. What we're you uh, saying? Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. We're not spoiling. You know, like a big wing on the back of your uh, oh, Honda oh, Civic. Yeah. 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 I uh, mean, uh, preferably uh, with pop rivets to hold it in place. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the uh, the double sided tape is yeah, always that's uh, always good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to do the intro. Uh, welcome to the average minute. We're up. We're up. Yeah, we're we're up. Average minute. Uh, you know. Welcome to the average minute. Uh, we came at you last night with a solid uh, hour plus from the barrage at the uh, Whipple Estate. Uh, we felt that, that was uh, kind of professionally done. You need so, to face the mic. So we would like you to, you, uh, you know, see what we really do, and this is going to be very unprofessional and drunk. Just you know, that's yeah, because that's who we are. You know what? We're we're the two guys that showed up to church tonight. So uh, yeah. Uh, our MGA notes is that nobody came to church, so, you know, you all are going to hell. Uh, yeah. Uh, we went over a bunch of stuff uh, last night, MGA-wise. Uh, go listen to the last podcast. and you Yeah, know, for all your MGA yeah. updates, uh, yeah. go listen to the last podcast. Uh, it turns out we get credit for listeners when you listen to this <laughs> one and that one. So, you just, you know, just... And again, if you want to buy, I don't know, five or a thousand iPhones to just listen to the podcast. Am I crazy or is that a lot of iPhones? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of iPhones. That Verizon bill's going to be a problem. Just, you know. Uh, uh, you don't have to have them on cell service. Just put them on your Wi-Fi. Well, that's right. Uh, stream, yeah. stream the podcast uh, on multiple everybody, platforms. Everybody get your old, you know, everybody yeah. has a drawer full of old iPhones or yep. whatever. Put dig, them on Wi-Fi. Dig and just, out the old know. Blackberry. Uh, wait, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to be millionaires. <laughs> It's a great, great strategy. <laughs> uh, so, so we are at church. Uh, Average had a great lesson on Monday, as he discussed. So, uh, how was your range test? Uh, mediocre. Oh, right? that, that yeah, sounds about right. Which you know, I'll tell you is is promising because uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, last week, had, we had all kiss of death ourselves by saying we're going to do great. Last week, I had a good lesson on Monday. Came to church, didn't feel fantastic. You know, had a mediocre uh, range session, and. Um, went out Sunday in our tournament and played halfway decent. So it's promising, right? So I can't, what I got to get out of the mindset of is going to my lesson, feeling great coming out of it. And I, and I can't help, but be excited to come to church and go, Ooh, I want to hit all those shots. What, what I've started doing and what I did last week and what I was like, Stafford showed up last week and he was watching me hit balls and he's like, (laughs) <laughs> giving me like the side eye like the fuck are you even doing I'm going dude I'm not it's not I'm not trying to hit I spend the first half of my range session working on what the lesson was right like trying to get the body movements down muscle memory try to try to build it into my my brain of this is how you swing a club and then I spend the second half going okay if I'm walking out on the course right now what kind of swing do I have so from from where I start to where I finish, two could be two completely different swings because I just want to make sure I have a swing that I can play with. So like when you showed up, I had already been through all my stupid, I look like I'm doing Tai Chi yeah. in my hitting and, bay. And, and I completely screwed up, uh, and, and you called me out on it, rightfully so. Uh, as I showed up and I saw one little trigger that you know is a key in my swing of what I'm doing, and I, I mean, we don't know where we are as far as in comparison and lesson-wise, uh, but... 
you know, I made a comment about, you know, what if you did this? And you just looked at me like, you know, I'm not listening to you. And I'm going, <laughs> uh, you know, nor, actually, nor should you actually. I actually said that. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. And uh, that's that's truly like, uh, you know, a lot of guys are trying to help. And uh, we all know that, you know, lessons are a thing. But we are paying someone professionally to do this. And he's got us on a track that I'm pretty yeah. confident in. And you know, so, if Mr. Miyagi tells me to fucking paint the fence, yeah, paint the damn I'm going to paint the fence. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically, that is where we're at, is we're painting the fence. And you show up and go, well, you can't yeah. fight a guy like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to paint the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this and, is going. So, but. Yeah, it, it was, it was the perfect call out for me because, and, and we need to use that in the future to anybody that does the, hey, you know, you're like, you know, whip has hip sway. Whatever. Yeah, right. I don't need to tell him that. He knows he's got <laughs> he's it. He's already. He woke up this morning thinking about his hip sway. Uh, love you, Whip. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of hip sway. Yeah. <laughs> Does make a good loose meat sandwich. Though, yeah, I'll oh, yeah, tell you was... what. <laughs> um, at, well, that could. I don't know if you have a uh, people who annoy you segment lined up, but um, that's that's someone who annoys me. Not Whip. Is Whip? No. Uh, uh, people who give you tips, yeah, uh, the, unsolicited. It's well, it's, and especially on the course, right? You show up. You're not going to fix your swing on the course. You're, you're no. just not. Now, there's a difference between the guy that goes, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your caddy right now and tell you maybe that club isn't a wise decision or whatever." But the guy that that goes on the tee box and goes, "See what you're doing here is all wrong." <laughs> it, you know, you don't know what that guy's going through. Yeah. You're playing your own game. He's playing his own. He could be. I could be dead in the middle of a fucking intensive over swing overhaul and i got so many swing thoughts going on and i don't need you going well this is what i see you're not my golf instructor you know and and i'm not talking to you i'm saying that guy whoever that is especially on the course uh for for my comment this evening uh i would have never told you that on the golf course at all ever never uh it was just more of the i know that's a trigger for me and i thought I'd point it out and uh, you said what I'm going to say to anybody that goes oh hey you know how you're doing this I'm going to go you know what I'm not listening to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right rightfully so yeah rightfully so don't listen and yeah, if you're listen. that guy if you're in the middle of and, you're working on something and you're grinding and you're doing trust the process don't fucking listen to that guy when he shows up unless it's your guy that you're working with that's showing up that, that everybody has to have a Yoda Right? Yeah. Unless it's fucking Yoda saying, dude, don't do that. If, if you harken back to my lesson, which we recapped a little bit, uh, I walked in there and I'm just doing the, I'm quitting golf. I think I should just drive over my clubs and throw them in the <laughs> lake. And, and uh, in two swings, he goes, you're aiming right. Stop it. Damn it. That, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Right. And uh, that's why you have a Yoda. Mm-hmm. Is because, and we're going to start calling Jeff Yoda now. I'm going to say that even. Uh, uh, paint your face green next to the lesson. Uh, I'm, I'm in. Uh, and so it's just the, the whole, when you're paying for a lesson, or, you know, forget you're even taking lessons. It used to annoy the crap out of me when people gave me tips when I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It's like, you know, you're right. doing this. It's like, I don't care. The ball's, you know. Right. Well, and that's the other thing, too. If you're, not even, if you're not even in a game improvement plan, say, See, you're me six months ago, and I don't know. Like now, now that I've been taking lessons for a few months, if you were, if if I really was to say uh, Yoda got hit by 
a car tomorrow and he's gone. You can go back to your old guy. Uh, no, that, I'm out on that. <laughs> but I would be looking for help from somebody, right? And say somebody that was way better than me came up and said, okay, what? here's what I see. I would probably have a better understanding of what they're trying to tell me. Whereas before, six months ago, I'm going, yeah, dude, I don't, that all sounds great. I still, the problem, the problem with me is, was, and still is, I understand what you're saying. I just can't get my body to do that. So you have to find a way. And this is where PGA uh, certified instructors understand how to get you to, they, they know how to mold the clay they're working with, uh-huh. right? If they don't, they're bad, which is why I switched instructors, right? Uh, now, one one quick question I would have, uh, based on who our instructor is now, let's say he you know, died in a fiery car crash, not wishing that on you at all, uh, and then would you say you would, you would seek out additional professional help because your lessons have helped you that much? Uh, 100%. Hundred uh, percent, and that, I, I only yep. want to make that point because our, our podcast is basically about two idiots that you know we went 20, 30, 45 years. How old? How old am I? Uh, not knowing how to play golf and knowing we can do it on our own. Right. And basically, what we're doing is trying to. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say not be mediocre because I'm fine being mediocre. I just want to be better at being mediocre. So, and here's where, and I I, I may have covered this in the last episode. Uh, that was a lot of beers ago. It was. It was less than 24 hours ago. It turns but it was out a lot there's of, a barrage. <laughs> it was a, a lot of years ago. So I'm going to repeat it. Uh, it, it. I had this conversation with somebody today talking about where I'm at. Um, and it's kind of one of those things. I, I covered it earlier on in the podcast, earlier episodes. I was at, I was at the point playing the best golf I've ever played in my life. I was at the point where I was... I was hitting a high draw, not because I knew how to hit a draw. That's just the shot shape that I had, right? And and people were envious of it. It was like, man, you hit this high draw. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm just okay. lucky, right? It's like I was born with a 12-inch dick. I, yeah. Sorry. I, I wish I knew how that happened. That but, would not be average, by the way. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> I had the shot shape that a lot of people strive for. I didn't know why. I just... That's what I had worked myself into. I was totally self-taught up to that point. I was playing my best golf. I was shooting low to mid-80s. I broke 80 once, one time. Uh, but I was shooting low to mid-80s. And that's cons- why we play cold water every year. Consistently. <laughs> consistently shooting in, in that range, right? And then one day, I something changed, and I was either compensating for back pain some some something going on i i changed something in my swing and i went wow that that's not a good result i don't like that and then i tried to compensate for that and it just compounded and compounded because i was totally self-taught i was trying to self-correct i didn't know what the hell i was doing and i dug myself into this cavernous hole that was seemingly impossible to get out of and where i'm at now this was three years ago and where i'm at now um, our instructor is telling me, "You are this close." Like, and I'm, 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 I'm giving the international symbol for average Johnson <laughs> yeah, with fair, with my fair. index yeah, finger yeah. and my and my they're, thumb. They're not quite touching. <laughs> <laughs> you are this close to being back where you were before you lost your game, and we're not even halfway through our lessons. And he goes, "You are going to sometime soon." Right, he used the word soon. 
you're going to be playing better golf than you've ever played in your life. And that was like the most motivating, like, yeah. how, holy how does, crap. Why doesn't it say stuff like that to me? No. Maybe it's because I didn't <clears> pay <throat> for a whole year. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. I, but it's one of those things where it, I'm not going to become a scratch golfer, you know. Uh, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying, that's not my goal. That's not that's not what I'm trying to do. I went into I went into golf tech um, with the goal of I used to shoot low to mid eighties. That's where I want to get back. And they go, they raised an eyebrow because they go, "What are you shooting now?" They go, they're doing the math and they're like, "Okay, well we can try to get you there." But I'm and that's why like you had you had mentioned that Jeff had told you about my lesson plan and how he's impressed at how far yeah. I've come in the, in a short period of time. It's because I don't think he believed that I I actually used to golf like that. Uh, honestly, with your the swing you had when you started, uh, you, it's a uh, average has no athleticism uh, is what that swing looked like. It, it would be a far uh, it, it would be a stretch to look at that golfer and say that guy used yeah. to shoot in the low and mid eighties. Yeah. It it would. I looked at the swing and went, that's fucking horrible, right? So I get it, but he's seeing that I'm. I'm getting it back and he's going you're you're almost there you're you're this close and we're gonna make you better we're gonna get you better than you've ever been and you like forget where you used to uh, be you've you we're, have always had plenty of power you don't you don't need as much as you use I'm girthy uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I've heard it both ways uh, uh, you've always been able to hit the ball far and well uh, just the way you were swinging and this is me critiquing you knowing what my original swing looked like also uh and it the smooth swings you had today at the range the, the ones that i you know complimented you on where i said i'm not listening to your critique but uh i'll take your compliments right uh yeah the, yeah you listen to the good feedback yeah you, you had a lot of uh fred couples type of thing which you've mentioned multiple times in the cast of just nice fluid motion uh, you're not trying to hit the ball. You're just swinging through the ball. And right. the ball, you know, went where it was, you know, mostly where it should have gone. Uh, you're no Tiger Woods, you know, sticking it close. No. But, you know, no. you're you're putting yourself in two-putt territory but, on the green but instead it's, of three-putt territory. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a ball that I can play, right? Like, I'm hitting these shots, and they're not going exactly where I intend. But they're going in the general vicinity. And I can play that. Um we haven't even in my in my instruction lesson plan we're not even close to getting to like my short game right like chipping putting like all that kind of stuff um we're just talking about how i'm hitting the ball which is already taken 10 plus strokes off of my what i went in there with i was shooting 105s 108s right uh, sorry to uh, bring this up in the middle of this but uh, i just had the epiphany of you and I should do an on-the-course lesson with our instructor who would oh, that's, do that. that's And happening. that's the podcast. Yeah, that's happening. That's the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the other uh, thing... The when other, we re-listen to this, write that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, other, uh, other segment producer, uh, yeah. take some notes. Yeah. Um, the other, the, one of the other reasons why I'm so heavily focused on smooth tempo, not only is it is it a much more manageable swing and it mitigates the the big miss right um i'm not getting any younger like (laughs) 
like I have to come to the realization that I'm not a kid. You're the oldest anymore. of all of us, for well, sure. What I'm saying is, like, I'm north of forty. It doesn't get. It's not going to get better. Like, it's. I'm not going to all of a sudden. Are be, you trying to bum me out? No. What I'm saying is, I have to. I plan on playing golf for a very long time. Uh, so, so you don't want 51-year-old shoulder pain? Yeah, it's not like I'm sitting here going, well, um, I got 10 years left. Like, I, I want to golf until I die. Oh, like like I'm doing? I and, got 10 years left? And I need a swing that I can... Do until you're 80. I can live with. Do that uh, Arnold Palmer teeing off at the Masters yeah. at 250 years old, whatever the hell he was. Yeah, driver off the deck, dude. Yeah, at, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in. But no, that's that's the other motivation is I want a sustainable, like just, I want to build the tempo. Like Fred Couples has had a notoriously bad back for his whole life, right? Like he'll wake up one day and he can't even walk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he does what he needs to do. But when he's on the course, just smooth. He's just, it's buttery, dude. He just, and that's. That's all I'm trying to get to. I, I need a game. I'm not trying to overpower the course. I don't give a shit. Like, it's funny. We pull up at the MGA tournaments to the, the long drive hole, even the John Daly hole. All I'm trying to do with the John Daly club is not go OB. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's pretty much all. Uh, it's a par five. You're yeah. basically hitting a pitching wedge to start. I don't, is pretty much what you're doing. I don't give a shit about long drive. How about that? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Wait, you don't need 25 bucks? No. No, well, it's not... It's not. I I love the twenty five bucks. It's not. I don't give a shit. What I'm saying is, I'm not chasing. I don't need to be that guy. That's not what I'm there for. I, you know what I mean? Like I I don't care. I don't care that you outdrove me by 10, 15 yards. I don't care. I want to play my own game. I'm playing the course. I talked about it last night. I'm playing the course. You're playing the course. Who plays the course better? And, and that's why you see me teeing off the four iron an awful lot because I can hit a four iron basically down the middle, two hundred plus, and find it where and my you know dri- what my driver's in a house. And that makes that makes a deadly match play player. Yeah, right. There's 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 a reason why guys that don't do shit on tour in the stroke play events are fucking deadly in the Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup, and it's you a know. Drop. So what do you, uh, what do you say we let them get out of the way? Yeah, quick break. Yeah, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. Full live, back. Live at church still. Yes. Uh, so you I'm, went into the bathroom and got your phone out at the uh, urinal. I got my phone out of the urinal and I took. Uh, <laughs> if you zoom in uh, without and, and like there's a uh, tape measure thing that you can uh, do on your Apple phone that uh, lies. And so right. that, that'll be on. You, you guys look at Facebook and you'll see what I posted. <laughs> uh, where did we leave off? Uh, well, we were still talking about our uh, uh, game improvement type stuff, but uh, I'd like to get back to uh, you You started the people who annoy me thing. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, one of my favorite segments. I, I personally, uh, this one's not really golf related, and uh, I've kind of got into this on a couple podcasts before. Of I drive an hour to work each way on a good day. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all traffic all the time. Uh, we could have a separate podcast just me bitching about traffic. Just uh, and yeah. I'm and I'm pretty sure you you work on Bell Road. You could probably you know yeah you'd contribute for sure. So yep. you know, Moon Dog and Average Hate Traffic could could be a, a segment actually. Uh, so and it's not like you know this guy cut me off or that stuff. Uh, where I get on the freeway. The 
they have that traffic light that has the you know green you go green you go type stuff uh, metering or whatever the hell it, yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. one car and per so green yeah the the on ramp I get on it's been turned off for the last you know probably month but everybody stops mm-hmm. like it's still freaking on I deal with the same thing there are no lights go the, the, the traffic signal getting on the 101 at Bell Road is 50-50 some days it's on working oh, when it's on days, follow it yeah when it's not on just go, go. send it <laughs> and it's it drives me crazy every day it's been uh, we're probably talking two three weeks of just if you're I mean the average person must be retarded because there is no light what are you stopping it's, for you know what <laughs> that is that's how they condition us it's the people, it's the same people that are out there driving around in their car wearing masks. Yeah, still wearing masks. Uh, yeah. You know because what? I'm going to start counting uh, the people who are stopped and go, oh, is that guy uh, wearing a mask? Probably, also, people, probably wearing a mask. people who annoy you. Yeah, 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 people annoy you. Uh, it's cool if you're wearing a mask. I know you want to be safe. And, you, know, uh, you know, that actually, I had a, uh, I had an idea and I didn't, um, I haven't told you or anybody else for that matter. But I had an idea to start another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Of just people who annoy me. (laughs) No, no. Totally uh, to combat that um, kind of frustrating, let the rage out uh, attitude that we we tend to have with the people who annoy you segment. Um, I'm going full nihilist. And I think it would be awesome to have a podcast, uh, maybe call it Adventures in Nihilism. Uh, it, none of it matters. Uh, none of this matters. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the end, it, we're going into the ground. And yeah. That's, you know. All right, well, that, that was dark. Okay. <laughs> but imagine uh, just, all right, so maybe not a full podcast uh, where we go full uh, we nihilist. We might go segment, but, but man, I, our, we're going to lose listeners because they shoot themselves. Listen, none uh, of it. Somebody's going to put a forty-five in their mouth. None of it matters. <laughs> none of this matters. Um, yeah, like I've 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 adopted a nihilist point of view, and uh, yeah, you can't you can't change my mind. Well, that's very happy-go-lucky it's, of you, it's, really. It's all for nothing. It doesn't mean I want to end it now. <laughs> I just mean, like, what do you, what, like, see, I, I just recently watched, re-watched, I've watched it a hundred times, but I recently re-watched that, uh, the great uh, HBO miniseries, uh, Band of Brothers, right? Okay. Um, my grandfather was in the 101st Airborne. Not Easy Company, so that, that it follows Easy Company through the war. He wasn't Easy Company, but he was Hunter First Airborne, right? He was fucking badass. Like, cut Germans' heads off with piano wire. Um, uh, hit him with a baseball bat? It, no, like oh, literally. Sorry, that's glorious Bastard. Yeah. Different, different movie. Uh, so, anyway, it's not about him. What, what I'm saying is, there's a great scene in that movie where, where one of the uh, officers comes up to the kid that's like frozen, fear, you know, in the uh, foxhole. And he goes, You know what your problem is? You still have hope. You think you're going to make it out of this. What you need to realize is you're already dead. And at that point, you can become an effective soldier, right? Like, uh-huh. but it, and it's like super dark. He, he's not it's wrong. Super though, dark. But it's like, that's the problem. If, what, in order to be able to function, you need to realize, like, what it does. 
what are you so hopeful for? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop because I All can right. see where this is going. Uh, so, uh, so let's uh, transition because right <laughs> along those lines. Um, I live in Verado. I have a pretty decent house. Uh, I got pretty good sized backyard. My neighbor recently put in a very large uh, pool with a like a sunroom type of thing, and mm-hmm. uh, I did the. Uh, saw him today and I walked over and I go so hey I you know I'm not being this guy but uh, did you get approval from the HOA right. for your for your sunroom thing because I knew he had approval for the pool and he's like oh are you the guy who ratted me out to the HOA and I'm going no I'm trying to figure out how I can right. go about doing a similar thing right and do I have to go through proper channels or can I just fudge it and he goes, oh, you got to go through proper channels. I'm like, well, that sucks. And he's all, somebody did rat me out, though. Who do you think it was? And we all know who it was. This guy directly behind me is a uh, level 10 asshole. HO. Wow. I mean, he's, yeah. People who annoy you. Yeah, he's people who annoy me. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I was asking those questions, and this is where, you know, this is the spoiler that I was uh, trying to not give you earlier. Um I'm thinking, because in my uh, area that I have the artificial turf, Mm -hmm. I can put a 12 by 18, like, shed, maybe a little mini split, you know, supplied by uh, Jerry Williamson. Uh, I thought he was a plumber. uh, Yeah, he... Yeah, he plums and does a little AC. Uh, on he the probably side. he probably knows an AC guy. Yeah, though. he probably knows yeah. an AC guy. Uh, <laughs> and full golf simulator slash podcast studio. Oh, oh, I. And so, the issue that I was thinking we would have is if I did that, which I'm fifty fifty at this point well, because I really want to do that. Uh, and I'm talking like golf tech, golf simulator type uh-huh. situation. Full. Uh, which actually, I want a screen that actually shows the course in front of you instead yeah. of you know hitting a white screen at golf tech. But you got the full swing analytics, yeah. everything. Yeah. But church is no more at that point. Uh, well, church gets yeah. The, church it, is done. Yeah. Oof. End of the church. Well, that's so end of end of church. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, it, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. That's earth shattering. Uh, you know, the timing couldn't be better because now that we got all that ad revenue pouring yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got a sweet two cents recently. Uh, but, you know, based on how much you and I love and care about church and the fact you and I are the only two people here, we'll be the only two people at my house anyway. Listen, uh, church started many years ago. Uh, me and Just me and Diablo out here whacking balls, crushing beers, and... Uh, basically just passing the time i mean we don't need to get into i i feel like we've told the origin story of church uh plenty of times go back and listen to old episodes um but i'm not gonna say it's run its course it is what it is uh, i might still come here you know if you're doing whatever it is you do you have a life um i still have an outlet this is on my way home uh, I'm not saying I'm done with this place, but if you put a golf simulator slash podcast studio uh, at the uh, First World Problem Saloon, uh, I'm in. Yeah, uh, and that's it's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I really uh, you're not going to have fucking repo guy going yeah. to the apartment complex down the street and the fucking Hell's Angels uh, going down Indian School here. Uh, and, and not to be this guy, but uh, realistically, if you live in an apartment, do you really need a fifty thousand dollars sports car that makes that much fucking noise? Um, you know, uh, uh, maybe maybe it's me. I, I think it's I think it's 
we're we're getting into the cause and effect, <laughs> but I think it's one of those where you spent all that money on a car, and uh, now you got nothing to put down on a home, and so there's your apartment. Uh, is that what I said? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So that's big news. Uh, yeah. So uh, he actually, uh, my neighbor, is going to go ahead and give me his carpenter. Uh, contractor that the dude who did his little thing because his his solarium is a 10 by 14 uh Ooh, solarium to, uh to, i don't think he said that i think i said that and he went is, what there's two solariums <laughs> <laughs> he's all solarium what it's a shed uh in actual actuality horses in uh arizona uh, or i'm sorry verado uh you verado. Call, it, call it an auxiliary building an auxiliary building. Uh, and so I can put it right where my uh, artificial turf area is in my backyard, uh-huh. uh, abutting the hot tub, uh, and I will still be five feet away from uh, the wall because right. that's the only stipulation. That's the code. And, and no one will see it because I have a pergola that's large, to say the least. Right. Uh, and I'm, once I had that idea, because my. Could we have more motorcycles? Uh, it's riveting. I've been kicking around the idea of a golf simulator for a while. It's not it's not a monetary situation. It's more of a wear. And now I'm thinking if I could put a little, you know, podcast studio slash, you know, shed type auxiliary building uh, that can house that to where, I mean, it goes right into the talking about with our instructor doing the talk shit while you're, you know, hitting uh yeah, that's uh, that's gold. We're we got hmm. it. We're in. Yes, yes, I'm definitely definitely in on that. I've been I've been trying to figure out how uh, how we get. Well, we know there's a friend of the podcast uh, who has an in-home simulator, and uh, which we to, are supposed to do a remote. Trying to figure out how to get how to get that set up, just to, you know, kind of test it out, okay. see how it's going to work. But I I, I think that's the uh, the way the the wave of the future. That's the direction the podcast is headed. Is definitely to a uh, simulator type thing. Maybe we get a uh, add a video aspect to it. See, <clears throat> what I don't necessarily like about the video thing is I know there's a lot of all y'all out there in podcast land that may not listen on Spotify. You have other platforms. If we do a video podcast, it's only going to be available on Spotify. Like. If you listen on Apple, they don't they don't do a video. No video, so audio only. Which you know, and Spotify is expensive, right? To for the subscription, <laughs> I feel like you can still listen to us for free though. Uh, on Spotify. I don't pay for the subscription; I get it for free. Right, <laughs> that was my point. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, some people uh, are like, ah, so anyway, I don't have David, that. I don't know how to with Spotify. I don't know how to download that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I have I have an iPhone. I have my podcast right here. You know, that's. That's kind of how a lot of people operate. I don't know. It, it's funny. I was looking at... You know what? I'm not going to get into the analytics. Nobody gives a shit about the analytics. <laughs> yeah, nobody so, cares. Uh, uh, so anyway, the biggest news, uh, which I saved for the end, is uh, potentially First World Problem Saloon is going to be uh, you know, golf simulator building now coming soon. Are we going to do like a GoFundMe situation where oh, people yeah, if you can... Want, uh, you know what? That's a good idea. I like what you're doing there. Uh, if you want to 
you know, use my golf simulator, I will do a GoFundMe, and you guys send me money, and I'll and, yeah. I'll, and I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, how many yeah. medios would it take to yeah. uh, erect this? Uh, I thought I was paying for it myself and charging people when they showed up, but you know, we could do it the other way around. It's fine. Yeah, but you don't want people to feel entitled either. Showing up all hours of the night. Meanwhile, nobody's driving out to Verado. <laughs> So. Uh, what's nice with my address is uh, the street I am on in Verado breaks like five times. Yeah, they'll never find. Dude, there it. are they'll so never, there are so many of uh, yours. Google, Google Map it. Good <laughs> fucking luck. Your street is <laughs> yeah, in yeah, so many yeah, different yeah, places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll be over at Thomas going. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, no, he lives on the street. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah. of it. How does this not go through? Why is there more houses? Uh, yes. Well, Verado did that for all you Californians that moved to Arizona and wanted, you wanted know, to have problems to feel like California. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Verado is the most California part. It is of Arizona that I've been to. Yep, for sure. You even have real trees. Yeah, not these yeah. desert bullshit trees. Yeah. Uh, and turn, grass turns out water's, water's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got tons of it. If, if you make everybody pay two hundred bucks a month, it's cheap. Yeah. Huh. Um, should we go to the mailbag? Uh, you have mailbag stuff? I, I can I, check. I can check yeah, the mailbag. Uh, um, I'm going to take a, a quick respite uh, just for, you know. Uh, prostate problems. Uh, I'm going to look in the mailbag and see if we got anything. Because I feel like uh, we may or may not have had somebody write in. But uh, we'll be right back. Uh, we are back. All right. So did uh, I know you that was like point fuck seconds. Yeah. But y- y'all, you're welcome. I'm I'm sure you uh, shifted gears in your vehicle before we, you know, uh, came maybe, back. Maybe uh, that's a dying breed, though. The whole gearbox. Actually, I had a car come in today. Matter of fact, that had a uh, it was a manual transmission. Had a nice sticker on the back glass with a with a picture diagram of gearbox, and it said endangered species. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, it is. GM only makes them in. Uh, uh, Corvette and Camaro at this point, and I don't think actually you can't get a, a Corvette without paddle shifters. You can't get a manual anymore. right with the stick. But you you can still get the Camaro, and I think that's it. Dude, I love yeah. Uh, so sucks. what a what a manual transmission is is you have to shift it yourself. <laughs> so there's clutch, three there's, there's three thing. pedals. Yeah, there's there's the thing. Yeah. Gosh. But wait, you know what? Our I only have two feet. You know what? Our our, our audience is old enough to where they probably know what a manual. Uh, so back to the analytics. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority of our audience is in the forty-five to uh, sixty range. Yeah. That's the vast majority of our audience. So you know what? Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you all for knowing how to drive a stick. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so once the motorcycle passes. Uh, you got mailbag? Oh, wait. <laughs> you thought we yeah, were done, yeah, yeah, yeah. huh? Uh, we welcome, to, welcome to Avondale. So anyway, uh, yeah, I did. I had to dig deep. I dug deep in the mailbag. But you know what? It was off my radar. We actually got in. Uh, a lady writes in. Okay? Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's probably in a uh, spam folder. We don't know. Okay, so I'm having a hard time tying the name together. I don't know if she's one of the wags. Or if she's just a rando 
female that happens to listen. She might be in Malaysia. She might be in Iran. Yeah, she's probably Iranian. She might be in uh, Turkmen. She's got a shawl on her face. Turkmenistan or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Turkmenistan. <laughs> uh, that's probably a place. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So uh, we're going to, I don't, so she actually wrote in. It took a while. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a letter. He. I watched him open it. So I'm having to transcribe this. Uh, Ema- emails work. We can. You know, it's simple. You can. You can DM on Facebook. Uh, you know. You, you right. don't have to. You don't have to pay for stamps. Writing a letter to Average Johnson <laughs> yeah, yeah. is kind of like writing a letter to Santa Claus, and, but and, somehow it still found and, me. And how they get the address is weird. <laughs> it was care of. Yeah. <laughs> care of. West Valley, <laughs> yeah, AZMGA. Uh, so we're gonna call her uh, Candy Meehan, because uh, that's what I could put together with the chicken scratch. It's uh, uh, close enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roughly translate the letter here because it was kind of kind of went in and out. There was some I feel like there was a wine stain <laughs> on the letter. Uh, uh, it could have been white claw. You don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, uh, white claw. Yeah. Some sort of reddish hue. Which that there, could be that could make it worse, actually. There was a hue. <laughs> <laughs> so so Candy writes in says, uh, listen, how can I get my husband to stop breaking golf clubs on the course? Right? Uh, it seems like every other week I'm in the golf shop getting his clubs reshafted and trying to explain to them that it is not me who is breaking these clubs and you know I'm bearing all of the guilt of this and he gets off scot free and just continues snapping clubs. So she's not Mrs. Tiger Woods breaking a nine iron uh, into his car. Uh, not from it's, what I can yeah, tell. Yeah. Not not from okay. the letter. She's not over there beating him with a nine iron uh, because he's out whoring around. Yeah. That's not what I that's not the gist of the letter. Uh, it seems to me that uh, possibly uh, her significant other is out there rage breaking clubs on the course because he hits a bad shot here and there. Well, um, as, as someone who uh, recently broke a four iron, uh, I would tell uh, what's her name again? Uh, we'll call her Candy. Candy. I would tell Candy that uh, you you got to own it. First of all, when you go into the shop and say you know you broke it, uh, when I had my four iron repaired, I. You know, told the guy that you know I slipped and you know fell on it and <laughs> didn't didn't just snap it over my knee. Where, you know, it kind of was a little bit of both. But uh, realistically, I I broke my favorite club because I was that angry. Uh, I do know a few people I play golf with that have snapped clubs. I watched them do it. Uh, our good friend uh, Mr. Angelo, who is a previous chapter leader, uh, I watched him break a three wood or maybe a driver, which was graphite shaft over white pants yeah and what you do when you break graphite is you put shards of graphite <laughs> into your skin which causes you to bleed yeah Full and when you're wearing <laughs> white pants uh yeah you're wearing red pants now. instant yeah instant karma <laughs> yeah instant karma uh i have a uh what my my buddy matt i've watched him uh break a couple clubs also similar he broke a three wood over his knee graphite shaft same bleeding thing Fortunately, he was wearing uh, darker pants, so it didn't bleed through as bad. Uh, the best one with Matt was when uh, we were playing Copper Canyon, and uh, he had had a bad shot with a three wood, which uh, it, it's a theme. He breaks three woods. Uh, and he hit it in the water for, I don't know, 
the second or third tie. I lost count. He, it, it was a lot he of shots full in the water. Cup. Yeah, it was a lot of shots in the water. And uh, he didn't break the club. He threw it in the lake. Oh. And now, I don't know if any of y'all know this when it comes to, say, three woods, but they're hollow inside. <laughs> so when you throw it in the water, the head actually waves to you goodbye when it seeks under because that's the last part that loses uh, the air that's you know, right. keeping it upright. Uh, Matt has also broke a 60-degree wedge at the 500 Club. I'm just talking out of school. Uh and that was funny because it was the, uh, I think it's number four, which is the short par four that's, you got to go over water, you know, lay up. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Island Green. Yep. And uh, he, uh, the last time he and I played there, he hit a similar shot that rolled right next to the stick, almost made it. This one didn't roll and he had to chip it. And then uh, when he went to chip it, he bladed it in the water because, you know, that's what we do. And uh, the tree was really close, and when he took a swing at the tree, uh, yeah, club, you know, one half is in the lake. Uh, if you want to grab a mast and snorkel and get yourself a Cleveland wedge, <laughs> it's in the lake. Uh, just go uh, to the 500 Club. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Not trying to throw him under the bus. Again, I've, I've broken plenty of clubs. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm at four is what we figured out in the, in the you know, two-second break that we had. Uh, I broke a pitching wedge at Hunter Ranch in uh, California, which uh, our good friend Dan Boots, uh, they played their, their tournaments there, or, you know, a, a tournament there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have actually more than two members, uh, so that's wow. nice. Uh, that's a really nice track. Uh, back in those days, that was the expensive place to play, so I very rarely played there and it was a special occasion so I was playing with my uh, then wife and when I hit my uh, pitching wedge in the water for the umpteenth time uh, full 10 cup that that car needs a muffler um, I just broke it over my bag and yeah that's so, that so how can we help Candy uh, so what you want to do is probably uh, like what what sort of advice I'm gonna uh, guess uh, so me I'm I'm stressed out a lot uh, work related golf related that sort of stuff and so you need, I, to, you need to adopt a nihilist point of view yeah it, it's basically adopt a nihilist point of view flashback um, <laughs> uh, get on some blood pressure medicine is my my first suggestion uh, the other thing is I uh, take a lot of anti-stress type uh, you know supplements uh, which have helped me quite a bit. You microdosing uh, yet? Uh, what, what? Microdose. All right, I'm, I'm in. I don't know what that is, but right. I'm in. Well, well, uh, that'll that'll be a future episode. Uh, is that in Mexico? We'll, Can we buy it in Mexico? Uh, maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. But uh, we'll get some MDMT and uh, psilocybin. All right, I know what MDMT is, and I'm out. <laughs> you know, don't Ooh. knock it. Anyway. Um, we need to help Candy out because I feel like she's embarrassed that she's going into the golf shop, and uh, she—I guess the root—the root problem is how do I get my husband to stop breaking golf clubs? Is uh, I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough deal because you got you really got to get between his ears, right? Uh, so I broke my forearm uh, at the BAC, and I will tell you that there was a moment at the am am that i thought hey, you know what i should probably just break this club 
So it, it's a it's a state of mind that you have uh, that makes you break clubs, right? And it's not a financial thing to a certain extent. It's just a state of mind of, you know what? My game will be better if I snap this thing, and it won't. So it, what's it the, won't? What's the motivation? So I, I and as somebody who hits a lot of bad shots a lot of the time, here's where I'm at. And I feel like I've harped on this on the podcast before, uh, earlier episodes. Go back and listen. Um, uh, we get a, a penny every time you listen. Here's the thing. We're shitty golfers, okay? We're not good. We're not good. Bottom line, we're not good golfers. You can hit good shots. I've seen you do it. I can hit good shots. You've seen me do it. We can hit good shots. We are not good golfers. So this expectation that a lot of us have, and I see see a lot of guys out there, you want to hit a good shot so bad, that's that's what it is. That's the root of the problem. You want to hit a good shot so bad that when you don't, you get so pissed off. I should play in the club. Why? Why? Uh, yeah. What what sort of bullshit expectation do you have that you're gonna hit a good shot? You're gonna be stoked when you hit a good shot, and you should be because it was a good shot. But you should be fully expecting. And I'm not thinking. I'm not saying standing over the ball knowing like oh I'm going to hit a bad shot here what I'm saying is you're doing everything in your routine you're trying to hit a good shot do your best but you know what when that ball goes off into the water OB whatever the fuck that's who you are <laughs> that's that's the level you're at you know we're not tour players why are you why are you expecting that you're going to hit good shot after good shot after good shot you're not if you get a couple of good shots in a row that's a fucking win is this the tv show intervention or something no going on or what i'm are all my friends here what i'm saying is (laughs) it's a it's a mentality that a lot of people do not have and could benefit from right like one of the reasons why i've improved in my overall scores lately is not because I'm hitting a lot of, you know, better shots or, you know, stuff like that. It's, I am, aside from, you know, improving my swing and making more solid contact, more consistent, stuff like that, I am also, on the other side of things, managing my mental state, so to speak, and this is why a lot of players have, like, fucking sports psychologists um, the rapist, if you want to call him that, <laughs> therapist. It's, it's yeah. therapist. Yeah. The rapist. Uh, the rapist. Yeah. I, I had to explain that to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, manage your mental game. Your mental game is so much. I'm going to say more important than the than the physical aspect of it, because. It, and it's cliche, but it's the old, I don't even know who to credit the quote to, but the the most challenging distance in the game of golf is the six inches between your ears, right? If you can manage your mental game to where, yeah, I just hit a bad shot. That's who I am, right? But you know what? I'm going to go up there and maybe I'm going to hit a good shot because I have that in me. We, You've seen yourself do it. 
you that's what keeps us coming back you hit that good shot and you're like that's why i play this game you mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago you hit the best drive of your life and you've been chasing it ever since but uh-huh. that feeling that's what that's why we're on the course to begin with we're chasing it we don't have it if we captured it that's when you're done you don't ever capture it this whole game improvement thing that we're doing and we're going through we're not ever going to get there it's the getting there that is the that's the draw and that's what we're working on and that's what keeps us coming back it's the getting there it's not the being there we're not going to be there we're not we're not there we're not going to be there we're but we're going to work on getting there that's the that's the that's the part and if you can compartmentalize and differentiate between the two while you're out there on the course and manage your mental game to where look I'm gonna I'm gonna do my absolute best to hit the best shot I can right here. Chances are it could come out great. Chances are it might not. But either one, you're gonna be stoked if it does, and you're gonna be like, "Yep, that's who I am." If it doesn't, that's just that's where we're at. That's the level we're at. We are mediocre golfers, average, so to speak, and uh, that's that's how shit works. So to Candy, uh, who's trying to get between her husband's ears and stop him from snapping clubs uh i don't know what advice to give you um other than get him to realize that he's not a tour player you know if he was a tour player he can snap clubs all day long and he gets more for free right like i don't know um so two things i took away from that is uh one is uh if you listen to the Every Given Sunday speech by Al Pacino where he does the, I can't go out there for you, you got to do it. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was the golf version of that. Uh, well, 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 well done. Uh, I think you should actually snip that and make that your intro to the average minute because that is truly what we all think we're doing or trying to do or right. pretending to do or whatever is... We all want to get better. We're all mediocre. We're not. We're not gonna get better because you know what I'm doing right now. I I showed up here at church. I hit what ten chips. Right. You know what a pro does? He hits a hundred chips, and then hits a hundred balls, so and then hits that. Here's here's a question. Here's a question for all you out there in podcast land. Something to think about. Something for you to think about. What is the perfect? What's the perfect game? What's the perfect round of golf? Uh, see, to me, and I, I said this when we, I, we first started Golf Tech and I had my uh, lesson with you know club fitting, or no, uh, swing evaluation is what it is. And he asked me, he's all, what's your goal? And I go, mm-hmm. I would like to show up and shoot 80 to 85 all the time. Uh, I don't want to be... A, par golfer because the stress is too much it's not fun right and so my goal would be going for like an 80 every you know uh putting that up and so the problem is is the people you see that are shooting 80 they're not having fun because they're shooting 80 going i wish it was a 70 but i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly why that is and i'm no sports psychologist but i'll tell you exactly why that is how much more fun do you have when you're playing good golf you go out there and shoot an 80, 81 tomorrow. You're having a great time, right? Uh-huh. But then you sit there and you go, 
How many could, putts? Could, yeah, how many could, putts did yeah, I lip out? Could, could have been a seventy-two. How many? How many? How many iron I, shots did I, it? I will say every time I've shot an 80, 81 type of thing, you go. You know what? You, it could have been a seventy. Blah blah blah. You, you find know. me. You find me a fucking tour player that's in the fifty-nine club, and go. Why wasn't it a fifty-eight? Why wasn't it a fifty? You know what I mean? Yeah. I left. You always leave a couple out there. There's always those. Those, those shots there. That, so the, in, in other game. sports like baseball, you got a pitcher throws a perfect game, right? Nobody gets on base, nobody scores a run, nobody like perfect game. It's 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 measurable. You can measure that in baseball, bowling, bowl of three hundred. I every time I rolled the ball down the lane, I knocked all the pins down. Perfect game. You can't improve on that. You can't possibly improve on that. It's a perfect game. Whip, Whip's got what two perfect yeah. games bowling, right? It's got the ring, got everything. You can't get better on that. You can't like that's not a thing in golf unless you shoot an eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's yeah, there you can always improve. There's always, always better, always better. And I don't give a shit how good you are. You could be the number one golfer in the world, number one golfer in the world by leaps and bounds you could have you could be tiger fucking woods where you're number one for how many i don't even know the stat off the top of my head but how many fucking consecutive weeks in a row like nobody's ever going to touch that record but there was always better he could always be better oh and that's that's why tiger woods is tiger woods is because he just he owned it and said i'm going to be better i'm going to be better and it's like you're whooping everybody by 10 strokes. Right. But was he whistling down the fairway? No. no. He had the fucking game face on because he was grinding yeah. every fucking time. And that's why we play this game. Because you get in that mental state and you go, I'm going to do the absolute best I can. And at our level, it's to scale, right? At our level, you're trying to get to the I'm trying to get to the 80s. And you hit those. Like, it was devastating to me. I was on the ninth tee box on Sunday, I was having, I mean, we're going to call it a mediocre round. It was pars and bogeys. I was on the ninth tee box at 36 strokes. I played eight holes in 36 strokes. And I'm going, meanwhile, ninth ninth hole at Sun City South from the white tees, which is what we were playing, sub 300 yards. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I just need to put a hybrid somewhere playable in the fairway Get it up there close, chip or, on. Or in the range. Whatever, make make know, a par five, five or a bullets. bogey. I end up hitting two because I get between my ears and go, don't hit it into the range. But meanwhile, that's what that's who I am, right? Like it is such a mental... It is as important to manage your mental game as it is to manage your, your swing path and your club fit, all that kind of stuff. It is the managing expectations. But you know what? I made a fucking nine. I stood on the ninth tee box at 36 strokes, and I made a nine. I put two balls out of bounds, made a nine on the ninth hole, went out in a 45 instead of a 41. If I would have just bogeyed the hole, mm-hmm. I would have carted a 41, which would have put me on pace to, to shoot low 80s, yeah. right? And I made a 45 instead of a 41. And you know what? It didn't destroy my round. I went... I. I Carter to 47 on the back but it was just one of those things like I in in months and years past I would have gone yeah this fuck it 
I, I didn't reach my goal, right? I didn't reach my goal. I had my meltdown hold. Things are shit. Start drinking. Start just not giving a shit. But you know what? You got to put the wheels back on and you got to realize who you are. And you know what? Those first eight holes were fucking money to me. Like I'm sitting there going, I played eight holes at no worse than bogey. Like I didn't card worse than a bogey for eight holes straight. That's a win for somebody at my level. You have to focus on the wins. The same thing when you showed up to the range and went, yeah, this is what I see. And I said, I'm not listening. And then you go, oh, that was good tempo. And I'm like, I'm listening to that because I'm focusing on, on the positives. And it's not about that one time that you, you can't be perfect all the time. You can't. You're not going to be. So stop expecting yourself to be perfect and hit great shots all the time. Stop breaking your fucking clubs. Whoever the fuck uh, Candy's husband is, stop breaking your fucking clubs. You're not on tour, okay? And you're not going to be on tour. Sorry to break the news to you. You're not going to be on tour. But you can have a much better time playing golf if you just realize that it's about getting there, not about being there. You're never going to be there. But the getting there is the fun part, right? And that's my soapbox. All right, yeah. Uh that was a very uh, strong and passionate speech, and I'm in. I, I agree 100%. Uh, you, you do definitely, you feel it, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, so Candy, um, uh, just replay this episode and, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, maybe play this for your husband. Yeah, uh, uh, have him follow the average minute. Yeah. Uh, As someone who snapped a four-iron about two weeks ago, I feel like shit, but anyway. Uh, I snapped my forearm uh, mostly because uh, uh, I hit it four times in a row on a par three and still wasn't on the green. It happens, dude. And dude, I, think, I hit... And I, I was, think Monster was unleashed. That, that, that was the problem. hole number nine that I'm talking about, I was pitching my seventh shot onto the green and two-putted for nine. Like, but I had to, I had to rally the troops... And, and you know what? I'm hitting seven right now, but I still got to hit a decent chip. I still have to make a putt. You know, I, it never go full, never go full Stafford. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Just don't do it. Uh, you should have just, uh, you know, punched a driver. Been fine. Just saying. There's a million different ways I could have played that hole better. Right. But that's that's who I am that's where I'm at and I have to realize that and manage expectations um, managing expectations as somebody somebody that works in customer service I will tell you managing expectations is the biggest part of, of what you do to, to reduce your stress level stop promising the world and when you go out there um, on the golf course you're your own customer right? You're trying to deliver yourself the best product you can. Stop promising yourself You're the so world. You're so philosophical right now. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> what, but what I'm saying, and, and, and he's and, like, he's doing the, I have these 15, 10 <laughs> commandments. <laughs> yeah, dude, beard and everything. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've been on the mountain. Yeah. He's, 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 He's preaching from the mountaintop. What I, all I'm saying is, stop <laughs> promising yourself the world. You know, and, and that's not me saying he's wrong. I'm just, you know, 
you, I'm just doing the wow. You tell your customer you're going to do, you're their advocate. You're going to do everything in your power to to meet their 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 goals. You're going to help them get to where whatever industry you're in, whatever. It's all about managing expectations, right? You never, you never. And and to bring it, I'm going to get myself in trouble right here. <laughs> Mrs. Average will look at a clock and go, okay, I got to be somewhere and I got to leave the house in 15 minutes. 25 minutes later, in her head, she still thinks she has 15 minutes to leave the house. That's not, so then everybody's like, where the hell's Mrs. Average? Where are the averages? Oh, you don't ask that question. I, I already learned, I learned right. that. Exactly, because the more you ask that question, the more. Anyway, what I'm saying yeah. is, you manage expectations. You know what? I'm gonna give me an hour, right? Give me an hour. I'm gonna try to beat that, but you know what? Give me an hour. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Realize who the fuck you are, okay? Why? Why do you have to? Why is your goal to go out there and shoot the best best score you've ever shot in your life? Why? Every round you go out there and go, I've done it. I've shot a 79 one time in my life, but every time I go out there on the golf course, I go, I know I can break 80. I know I can break 80. So if I don't, I'm fucking frustrated. Why is that? Uh, and that, that is how you break clubs is exactly. you show up Stop doing that. that you're going to, like, uh, for me, like BAC, where broke four iron, for those of you who weren't around, uh, that was not a trying to hit a number that was uh, I'm not swinging correct I'm angry and when I did the third or fourth four iron fuck up on a par three I just you know went for it and immediately I'm going four iron's my favorite club I, I can't believe I just did that yeah. But, you know a little monster unleashed was a problem but no there were there were a lot of factors there and uh yeah, we, uh, we've covered it in the podcast. But anyway, I'm uh, I'm done with my soapbox. Uh, y'all get the point. Listen, Candy, um, I feel for you because I, I try to manage expectations all the time, but that's the only thing you can do is relate to your husband. Um, let him know that uh, you're done going to the pro shop for him. Uh, Make him go. Yeah. That, that'll help. He he needs to go in and get his own damn clubs yeah, reshaped. And, and admit it, because... I will say when I broke my forearm, had to go get my club reshaped. It's humiliating, right? It, I'm just like, uh, yeah, it broke because uh, like a tree fell on it. Um, Dude, uh, the they wind, know. The, yeah. the guys oh. in the pro, they, oh, they the, know. The when I got my uh, forearm reshafted, the uh, club fitter goes, "You know what? I I used to work at a store, uh, and he told me what course it was at. And he goes." The number of people that break shit out of anger is why I have a job. Right. Exactly. They know. Yeah. They, they fucking he, know. He knows. So, uh, Candy, um, tell uh, your husband, uh, well, I don't know his name. You, you didn't mention, but um, I assume you listen to the podcast. Tell him to go get his own damn clubs reshafted, and maybe that'll teach him. Yeah, from to- what I understand, he has uh, two wedges that need to be uh, reshafted. You know Candy's husband? Oh, I do, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, new development. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's that. So Same last name is how I figured it out. Oh, Meehan. Yeah, Meehan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same. All right. 
So, yeah, maybe have them listen to the podcast. Uh, I went on a whole, I feel like I delivered a sermon. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, Like, I don't even remember what I said. I I was kind of... I was kind of deer in headlights for a little bit, going, is he yelling at me right uh, now? What's going on? The spirit of Arnold <laughs> yeah, yeah, Palmer yeah, yeah, consumed yeah. me, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, he was glowing at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about it. Just, you know what, it's about managing expectations and uh, mental game. Focus on that. Stop trying to be a hero because you're not. You're not. Uh, a we really. Hope uh, we're you... going full nihilist right now. You're yeah. not a fucking hero. Yeah, you're not a hero. None of it matters. Uh, we Just... really hope that you actually enjoyed this podcast because we had nothing when we showed up, and this is all. Dude, just, we, you know, yeah. we pulled this. <laughs> we got nothing. Uh, we totally pulled this yeah. out of our fucking ass. So if you're entertained, uh, so, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So uh, let's just call it for all of you out there in uh, podcast land. Uh, thanks. Bob Moondog for uh, producing this uh, wonderful episode and uh, to all you out there in podcast land we will see you in the rough